Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Al Gore, I am inside the firm. I have been outside of the firm. <laughs> because you're on the job site. I've now been on the job site. Now you're here. And here we are. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Trying no. trying to get a trying to get a quick podcast in because we're so busy that uh I only have we have to do it in spurts, but nobody will know because of the magic of technology. Yeah. So first off, Bim Smith, uh one of my favorite BIM object uh creators. And you know what? <laughs> Speaking of that, another person not even related to Bim Smith was checking out uh model families from other people's websites, not Bim Smith. And they made it out of a mesh. It was terrible. You. This never happens with Bim Smith. I, I I had a person ask me, "Hey, why don't I just uh, download a whole bunch of object files made in 3D Max and have those for my Revit files?" That's not real. That sounds yeah. like fake. Yeah, that was a real email I got. You know what I we mean. run RevitFurniture.com. Oh, and, no. and I told them the reasons: like you're going to explode your file size. They're not manipulatable. It's, be horrible. It, it, yep. it's terrible. You will literally blow your computer up. Don't, <laughs> don't don't do that. And I was very nice, but I wanted to say, oh. Trust me, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't ever do this. Yeah. Th- this is bad. But I'm glad they asked. Yep. So if you don't want any of those headaches, you can just go to bimsmith.com and go find their objects because they made them right. That's just a fact. That's a fact. That's a That's matter of fact. That's a matter of fact, Jack. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Like, you could just simplify your life. And that some people ask, hey, how do you guys keep like doing so much stuff? One thing is that we find the right resources and model correctly and do things rightly so that we don't have to make dumb decisions like bringing in object files into Revit projects. Well, just don't do the wrong thing. Do the right yeah, thing. If, 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 I wish everybody who's listening terrestrially could see Alex's body language because he's not look like a hat. He looks like a sad turtle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> looks like turtle a sad, sad little turtle. Yeah. So how's, how's, how's being outside the firm? Being outside the firm, as you can tell from my complexion, again, nobody can see this, but Lance has a tan. Lance wow, has tan a construction man. tan. Uh, and his minority status is showing once again. Exactly. Um, but it, So I'm sore. Ross is sore. Uh, but we met our deadline, and our big deadline this week was we are going to get three of the units on the ground level, all of the ground prepared, the rebar laid, the insulation around the perimeter, and then uh, the expansion joint also glue, glued to to the outside. Are I've got the plumbers out there right now scrambling ahead of um, daylight. Literally, they're going to try to beat deadlight, daylight, and it's supposed to rain this afternoon. So um, it's been uh, it's been a challenge, man. It's been working in, in being an architect, being a, a lecturer uh, over at the university, being a contractor, a dad, everything else on top of that. Being yourself, is, that's I know, terrible. It's terrible. Has been <laughs> has been twelve to fourteen hour days for about ten days in a row. Are your little fingers tired from tying I, I, all the rebars? No, no. They're, 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 if, if if you could, I wish you could feel how my hands feel. Like can you? Like my knuckles are a little bit swole. Yeah. Right now, tying um, all that rebar. Just doing everything with your hands, right? Yep. All that kind of stuff. But I had a question. So uh, w- the update here is we have we have two units under contract. 
technically. Yep. Yes. So if if we wanted to go, and actually now we're going to be entering in, and by the time they hear that, nobody will hear this, right? We can say this. We're entering a bidding war, which is great. There, oh, there well, are, it's a fact. It's a fact. So, yeah. um, so w- one thing I wanted to touch on with you was kind of explain to everybody the tricks that not the tricks, just um, the tips of the trade for developer for developers. And when when you have a multi, uh, let's say you're doing a project like ours where there's like two different buildings and nine units, or let's say it's even just a single family development, meaning there's a, you know it's like a, a planned community. So maybe they have like you're gonna do you're gonna do twelve houses, right? Sure. The map that Alex was sort of instructed to put up for the sales has been psychologically interesting, and it's working. Yep. It is working. So I'll just I'll quickly describe it, but Alex can go into more detail and fill in the gaps that I miss here. So basically, we imagine that we have two buildings on our site, and the west building has three, three units, so it's a triplex, and the east building has a sixplex, right? And imagine on that map that you have different numbers associated with each unit that you're going to sell. So Alex, and there's a, cause there's this psychology game behind it, right? So like the middle unit, eh, it's probably less desirable because you don't have your windows, you, windows, you lose some windows, you have to share a party wall people. You, f- you feel a little bit less free, um, because you're literally boxed in on both sides, but the end unit, you're like, Oh, I got three sides. I got more windows. I, I only share one wall with somebody. So those units usually go for more money, right? But then end units on different sides should go for more money. Because one is the south side, one is the north side. See? One's on the road, one's backing to a lot. Yep. Which one's worth more? I don't know yet, but we're going to try. But the psychology is that everyone has a different number because it's unique. Yep. Because you're buying a unique thing. Even if it's repetitive, there are little subtleties. So let me, describe, let me describe quickly on the, on the little building, right? And again, keep this image in your head. Three so, units. So three units. The north unit, which is our commercial unit, let's say we're selling that to ourselves for 350000 then the middle one we said ah three twenty three hundred twenty seven thousand because that's where we got appraisal at with the bank and everybody to get financing, <laughs> and then the southernmost unit three thirty seven. Well, it was what's been super interesting about us and us getting this this uh, the second unit under contract today on the west side <clears throat> is that the first one we got under contract was actually the end unit, the more desirable one. It's on the it south side. It wasn't even listed yet. It wasn't even listed yet. And that one went for three thirty-seven, which then uh, we thought we had another. We, we, last weekend we thought we had another buyer who was gonna who was gonna t- swallow up the other one for three twenty-seven, the original number. And because we got the one that was more expensive under contract, then my wife said, "You guys should." Who's our realtor? You guys should up the price of the other one because it, it just makes sense. You already you already you already you're already above and beyond where the appraisal was at. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, yeah, sure. So we upped that one to three thirty, and now what's even better about it is that we have uh, we there was somebody in this morning. She worked with them. They sort of have a they have a preliminary working letter of intent, and then she met with another couple at the at the end of the day here, right before we started recording this this episode, and they are going to put together a letter of intent to escalate the price. So now all of a sudden we've created this little bidding war. That's yep. awesome. And actually, since uh, I'll. Fill in some. The first person had a contract. We will buy it for this price. Yeah. The second person, instead of doing a contract, they said, here's our letter. We will buy it for this amount. So then we asked the first person, do you also want to buy it for that amount or more? They'll say yes or no. Then you could go back to that person and be like, okay, they're going to, they're not going to raise it. So now you will write your contract for that amount. You know, like that's why 
So that's the the piece that's. And going when back I gotta it. tell you, this is just me can't being candid to Alex, but he's already, he's already heard it. And to you guys is when I saw Alex's little map, I go, "What the hell is this?" And he's like, "Don't don't don't worry, trust me." Yeah, you know, Bill sure, told, sure, sure. Bill told me, Joel told me, Tom, nobody those aren't their real names, but yeah. other developer buddies. Get out that there we and build at. it, builder. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Shut up and build." Get out there. I don't want I want you to get your tan back on. Like, oh, okay, okay, I will, Al. I guess I'll hold it <laughs> sorry, <down>. sorry. <laughs> I gotta tell you about the mud. Remind me to tell you about the mud and how crabby it's been making me. Um but anyway, yeah. Al is freaking right. It's yeah, working. Like it gets actually incredible. And so what'll be interesting is to see if we kinda have the same kind of domino effect on the East building. Which everybody should know, those units are more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, those units are in the upper 300s and lower 400s. So that'll be a different kind of uh, psychological game. But the, 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 the most exciting thing to me about this is, is Al, you were out, the, you were out at the job site no, no more than an hour ago, take, yes. taking a look, you, you and Jason. Yeah. And uh, there isn't a stick that's in the air. We don't have a wall up. No. And we already almost have the West Building sold out. This is yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's just incredible, isn't it? That's what I love about it. It's working. Yep, yep. But but mind you, everyone, I have been having hesitation, second guessing about this. It has not been. Hey, we just thought this and it worked out and it's great. Wait, <laughs> which, which part about, about the now? whole about the whole yeah, thing? Yeah. Or? Oh, six from, from months from now, we'll say that. We'll and say what? We'll be like, oh yeah, no, no, we just did this, and no, no, we, we just, just did this. this. And then all you guys yeah, why, that are listening now. We just now, did this. Why aren't you doing this? Yeah. They'll be like, uh, you guys are kind of like, <laughs> got to get of your teeth. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm still nervous about the next one. Still see how it, it will go. First buildings being sold out is, is awesome. Though. It's incredible. It's it's seriously incredible. Like we don't even have, we only have two. It, what's amazing is we only have two slabs poured on the West building because we have to hold off on the, on the commercial unit for uh, water reasons. And, you know, there's con- literally construction stuff we got to work out. Yep. But uh, it's awesome. So I don't know if I don't know if that was helpful or not. If you're ever thinking about doing that, but know that there's you, you everybody who listens to this, you know, you can always tweet at us or email us or go to the inside the firm Facebook group and ask us questions there. If you're ever in the kind of position we're in where you're doing a multifamily project or a bunch of units and you're going to sell them, at, we'd be happy to help you out and show you like, yeah, there's a psychology behind it, and you sh- you got to play this game, and it'll it'll. It's it just creates it sort of you're sort of creating like competition. You're like creating your own little free market. Yep, in a way. Yep. Cool. I like it. Um, you want to talk about mud? Yeah, the mud is annoying to me. I don't know if you've been out to the job site, but it has oh. been. I have been. I have. <laughs> you should see in my garage. So you know we have a mud room, right? Yeah. It's literally full of mud. Yeah. And uh, I have been. It's been raining and snowing, and I've been fighting with the weather for two weeks now you know in I Colorado. And it's just I got mud everywhere, bro. I am so. But then he, here was the funny part: when we were putting up the expansion joint on the inside of the foundation yesterday, we actually ended up using the mud to hold it up. We're like, ah, oh, now I like the mud. Yeah. Know what I think about that mud? What? In your situation? Huh? Good. <laughs> Good. More mud, more fun. That's Jocko. Yeah. Good. Oh, is it really? Oh, everything that's bad. It's just that. It's hey, just, I have to work harder. Good. Hey, I didn't get the promotion. Now I can. Now I can actually work harder <sighs> to do it. Good. Hey, hey, I didn't get the gear I wanted. Now I get it. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. It gets sickening after a while. Good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. I'm glad that you are having so much fun in the mud. I I was having a lot of fun in the mud by myself on the weekends for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Because it was good. Hey, I want to go over something that hopefully in two weeks you'll say, hey, Al, look, you were right. Um, Sometimes... 
sometimes it's hard to get everything in order when you're starting a project. And you know, if you don't start a project right, it's, it's hard to end it right. Right. And a lot of times we'll do the meet and greet, we'll get the contract and we'll be at the meetings, but we'll tell a guy, Hey, start this project, do this house, you know, whatever. But we miss something sometimes. So take a look at your screen, Lance up there. F9 onboarding sheet. So when you go to a hospital, you have an intake form. Uh, He wants me to make it bigger. Control plus. There we go. And now I can barely read. Now I can Uh, almost (laughs) read it. I can read it, uh, kind of. So it says uh, F9 onboarding sheet, project name. You put the project name. You put the date and the project address. What's up with these colors? Uh, That's the template that came. I'm going to make it into Word. And then I'm going to put it literally in our file folder system right next to our notes. Yeah. So it's going to be in every folder. In every new project, we, we have these folders that we automatically copy over. And whose responsibility so, is this to fill out? So exactly. So this is, this is what's going to happen. is like, Lance, you'll get a contract, right? Mm-hmm. You'll either you'll put in this information or the contract is always in the folders. And what I'm going to tell the guys is that every time we start a project, no matter what we tell you to do, let's say we say draw something, you look in the Word document, it's going to be there, and you fill this out. If it's I not filled it. out, you fill it out. There should be some stuff there. There should at least be the name, the email, and stuff like that. Because then, let's just say it's Gresh, and there's a name and email of client. I'm telling, I would tell Gresh with my projects, you can email that client, you know, copy us and say, hey, I'm Alex Gresh. I'm a drafter here. I'm working on your project. It looks like there's some information I need. Can you, you know, help help me out, right? And be like, oh, okay, yeah. So it's got clients. It's so, got consultants who's on board, yeah. Yep, so then you name which consultants are on board. I love or, it, or I delete. love it, That's I love not. it. Then items needed from clients. Oh, man. Survey. I'm going to put our recommendations for our survey. I haven't filled this in Look yet. Look at this guy. Look yep. at this Soils report. Right? You can't see him, but you could imagine. You could imagine. <laughs> yep. And then this is the other thing I want them to fill out. City information. Yeah. What zone it is, height limit, setbacks for so- front, landscape setback, side setback, landscape buffer. It's when, you know, rear setback, rear buffer, construction type. Code date, meaning like 2018, 2013, 14. Actually, I don't have a 14. They have a 12, a 6, a 9, an 18. Do they have a 16? Did anyone adopt 16 ever? There's no 16. It's in three. It's every three years. 12, right. 15, yeah. 18, 21. Open space, density limits. Now, I'm sure there's stuff that we could add, but this is a good start. I love it. This is a great idea. Look yeah. at you. Just come bringing people inside the firm, tell them about these these great ideas. But but I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, this is an actionable item. You you could think in your firm like, okay, do I have an intake sheet? Yes or no? What would I want on? You know what? Sheet? You know why I really like this is because of hand handing projects off. I think that's the critical part. Is people people hand like let's say let's say somebody's just out of the office for a week. They have a family emergency. You're like, well, what oh, happens? Exactly, or they get sick. We still got to meet the deadline um, or like, you know, one of us has to pick up the slack a little bit or something like that. Now you just go into that folder, understand everything, know who to call, consultants. This is, this is good. You're on the right track, Mr. Gore. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. So Entree Architect Forum, we love. Um, Mark LePage gave us a shout out last week for our 100 episode, right? Um, so if you're not in that community and if you're an architect or going to be an architect, you should be in that community. You should at least go check it out. But anyways, uh, Leslie Duvall said, hey, keep going. I don't know if she used hard to the paint, but keep going hard, guys. Right? So I want to bring up something and get your opinion. And, and, and this is going hard. What do you think about this 
the the people who cheated and what NCARB did. Did you get that email? No. Okay. Yes, I got the emails. Yep. Um, I didn't read them, so you're gonna have to educate. Okay, me. Okay, perfect. I want your real reaction. Good. So candid <clears throat> reaction. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, I won't name names or firms. Good. But they do. They. <laughs> NCARB does. So listen. So I said there was an email chain. Someone notified NCARB that this email chain was giving test information. Doesn't even say, you know, whatever. Um, then here was NCARB's response to the... Are you going to read it to me a little loud? Yep, yep. Um, each candidate is receiving a public recommend reprimand and is required to complete six hours of ethics continuing education within the next 12 months. In addition, candidates found to have knowledge of exam questions prior to test have those exam scores invalidated along with additional All exams, of them? All of, okay. The ones along with... So any information that they had, any exams are invalidated. And then they said the following individuals who are violated this and then they named all how of them. How many names. are there? Just tell me how many are there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow. And they just put them on blast, huh? And and if you're an NCARB certificate like holder, you're on this email? Everyone... At, that's in end carb. Incredible. And what one of the, they asked one. God, of I'd be these mortified. Priests, I wonder if people got fired. So I want to understand. Time out. One of these people said they're they're blowing it out of proportion. Everyone shares what's on the test. Obviously, they think that. Obviously, end carb thinks another thing. Okay. What do you think of what end carb? You know, like the hey, your tests are invalidated, and you got to take ethics. And then, what do you think about them putting them on blast? Literally emailing everyone. Okay, it was a two-part question, right? Yep. Okay, the, the first part is, uh, I thought, wow, that's a light treatment. I would, I, I'm kind of surprised they weren't 86th entirely from the profession. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're never getting a license. Like, you're, you're so unethical. I'm, 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 it's like Twitter. It's like uh, Joe Rogan and that podcast, the podcast, the Twitter people he had on. That's where, why I'm bringing it up. Where they're, to, where, where they're talking. So if anybody doesn't, hasn't listened to that, uh, I would highly recommend it. I can't. Joe remember. Rogan, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. That's the episode. <laughs> yep. And yep. the reason I'm bringing this up is because they had a very good it's episode. Discussion. It's episode 1,258 of the Joe Rogan podcast. Phenomenal podcast because they, they talk about all these bans that have been happening with Twitter on all sides of the spectrum. And they're people telling the bosses of Twitter... You are wrong. This is what's happening, right? So, like, that's why we can have this conversation, right? So, the punishment, you don't really mind. You think that's okay. You maybe would have went harder to the paint. I am blown away that it was, it's not harder. Yeah. Okay. I'm seriously surprised that it wasn't a more, a more strict, um, strict one. That's amazing. What about the public blast? The public blast is... Because um, we've had students at cheat. Do we email the rest of the class? Or the university? Because we have access to listservs. I, I think it's kind of a trashy thing to do. Uh, don't you think? Don't you think it's a little trashy or not? That's my, that's my knee-jerk reaction is that it's trashy. And so, this is coming from a guy who likes to be a little trash. Dude, you are a trash man. <laughs> You're a trash man. Trashy. <laughs> trash man. Don't worry. I'm a garbage man myself. My wife knows. <laughs> the only thing Everybody should know Al, Al's been sick for the last week because he, he literally caught... Garbage disposal flu. Because I redid my garbage disposal. It all over my house. Oh my god! Freaking Al Gore. So, so I thought, I thought, oh, they could have added like, also, you can't take a test for six months to a year, 
And I go, that's actually pretty serious. If you're trying to get now, that's going, a, see, maybe that's the way it should have been. Like, I, I guess I'm just surprised that they aren't banned. I like because I, if I would have, I did. There's, I was so far from cheating on the end carb test because like we we took them so seriously. Like I read the IBC from front to back, right. that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like we took them so seriously in the in the sense of like, yeah. This is going to help us be like we sh- we the, being a licensed architect is health, safety, welfare. Like it's a real title. Like I want to learn as much so I feel very confident, right? Yes. So, but I think you you're surprised that they didn't ban them. But I think you would agree banning would be probably wrong because that's what Twitter is doing in in these circumstances. Yeah. Is that oh that is that is too far. You're going you're going way too far. So. That so my opinion is okay. They could have maybe just let them, you know, delayed them for a year, which is obviously that's actually a pretty big thing. The public blast, I think that that's terrible that they did that. It's pretty trashy. That I think that's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. There's no other word for me to say than or or not trashy. Um, what is it? Just lack of class. Just classless. Yeah, classless. And and here's where I'm going to is now. There's been people talking about this online, right? And. Uh, this hit me in particular is, okay, now what do you think about people who, who are saying like what you were just saying? I, I've, there's people who do test exam prep, and they said, I hope this ruins their career. What did you just say? Repeat that. So someone who does test prep, hey, I hope this ruins their career. They should be you know banned forever, but just extremely yeah. hard. Oh, to you're do. just saying hypothetically. No, right? no, no. This is real. What now? So that was documented too. Somebody saying that this is on this is on Facebook. Oh, this is on Facebook. I this see. is other it's people social talking. Me- social media talking. Got yep, it. This is social. I media hope it talking. ruins their career. Yep, and that's pretty harsh. I mean, people make mistakes. Like the licensures. I mean, not to get political, but to get political, like the the whole licensure thing is is really a protectionist thing in a lot of ways. Like I get where it's coming from, but in a lot of ways, and this goes for all licenses. So. That's kind of a ridiculous outlandish statement for somebody to make, I think. Yeah. That's why I say it. Yeah. Well, let me see if you can draw this connection that I'm drawing and tell me if I'm crazy or not. Okay. Someone was taking the test and they shared some sort of information. It might have been the exact text questions with someone else, which would be hard to remember. And telephone is a terrible game, right? But they shared it with with their friends, right? As someone who does test prep exam, you're doing one of two things. One... You're somehow understanding what they're testing for. You should, and you're slightly changing it. Meaning, like, hey, they don't ask. Maybe um, here's an example that they probably won't ask in the tests. And I, I've never seen a question like this. Like, uh, would you use steel? You know, a uh, you know, like uh, W fifteen by thirty six in this you know scenario, right? And a test person prep might might change that. Say, oh, they're asking about steel and they're asking about size. But I know that question, but I'm going to change it slightly, right? So you're very close to cheating if you're giving accurate representation of what the test is about. If you're giving accurate representation of what the test is about, you're slightly changing what you know to be on the test. So you're very close, very close to cheating if you're actually doing a decent job. Or you're changing it so much that you're not close 
that you're confusing everyone. And the biggest criticism of NCARB is that we aren't prepared. You're testing way too much subjects. You are unclear. This is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the feedback we're getting is like, they ask, are you prepared for this? Some people want to answer yes, just so they don't ding them. Like, no, it's way too broad. It's way too crazy. To NCARB's credit, I honestly think that they're getting better. I honestly think that they're getting better. But I think this hurts the thing where you where you say, if you do anything that's close to sharing information on this test, you might get publicly blasted. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Your biggest criticism is that people don't know what's on the test and the tests aren't related to the real world. Obviously, you're getting better. Yeah, now you I You are not helping your biggest criticism. Now I get the catch-22. That's interesting. And you didn't say it was a catch-22, but like in my world, I'm like, oh, that's a catch-22. Yeah, to me, wow. it's a circle. Catch-22 is the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. So, so I'm not crazy in my little circle, catch-22. Nope, thing. that was a pretty good way of explaining it at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's really harsh. You shouldn't have put people on blast. Yeah. That's silly. Not just for them, but then for the... because. Because they might have a statement, and some people will probably hate what I'm saying. Like, no, how about no, you need to know everything about everything? You never know what's going to happen. No, no, no. But Why? wait, wait. Let me finish this logic. Architecture is so crazy. Like, it's always a different scenario. Be prepared for that. Time out. Time out. I've been in other professions that test. Do you know the Army tests your knowledge? Yeah. <clears throat> so I will literally, this is eight, eight years ago, I will <clears throat> go to a, um, a, a section. I don't know what to call it. I'll go to some station. There we go. I'll go to the station. I have no idea what they're testing. They might say, break down this M16. I'll run to another station. They might say, perform CPR. I'll run to another station. They might say, call in medevac. I might run to another station. They might say, what are your fields of fire in this situation? Right? I have no idea, but I know all that. Like I haven't done this in nine years. I could pass every one of those tests, right? Because why? They train me on that. And then they go, yeah. Yeah, but architecture is different, different scenario. No, no, I'll go to a different base. It'll be a different terrain. How do you set up fields of fire here, right? What is, how do you break down the grenade launcher on the M16? I'll know how to do that. So like I am more towards, if you be more specific, you could do that in architecture. You could say, hey, we are going to test you on how to size a beam. They don't test you on how to size a beam. You should be tested on how to size a beam. Someone would say, well, they can't be specific because it won't, um, you know, beams, there's different loads or different, you know, whatever. No, no, no. If you tell someone we're going to how to size a beam, you will know the parameters of how to size a beam in different the scenarios. Method, the system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But this unclearness in this, ah, oh, you can't know is for me the wrong way to do it. And I know from the military that that works out pretty well because I can still remember all of that shit and it hasn't been 10 years. And I know from my doctor friends who told me ex- about their tests, like, about no, their no, tests. they know exactly what's Same going on. Same thing with on. P. They know what they're, they, they know the systems that they have to go through with all that. Exactly. Contractors do too. Here's your book. Know this book. Right. You're talking to one. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I pointed right at you. Professional engineers have a, li- you know what I mean? They don't have this, oh, yeah. this yeah, what legal entity would you set up uh, as an, um, engineer i don't know i'd ask my lawyer i don't know <laughs> i'd ask a professor you know ask my attorney so that's man. crazy but I, maybe i should stop deleting the ncarb emails now that's insane i bet they'll never do that again i wonder if they've gotten backlash here's the next question oh, well, i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you the two sides to it i'll read literally from ncarb twitter um one person says it is a disgrace to publicly shame someone um, like you did in that mass email. It's almost doxing. Public it's literally, It's literally doxing somebody. Public shaming kills communities, and we should strive to be compassionate as possible. Don't be a bully at NCARB. 
the next comment. Compassion for cheaters? Question mark. Where is civilization going? My guess to hell. So those are the two responses you get. Silly. I'm not saying People compassion. I'm trying to People get to the crazy. bigger point. People are so crazy. And that point is NCARB. What are you trying to do? You're trying. You heard me say this the other night. You're trying to create comp- competence so that you would be confident in what confident in what you're doing. Competence NCARB. How do we get to that? Define what you want us to know. Don't make it broad. There's different ways to do it. Other professions are doing it. Hard to the paint. <sighs> Hard in the paint. Hard in the paint. All right. Hard Man, paint. I feel like we need a break. I think feel like we need to hear from Nick. From and they are going in the right direction. It's just that that was maybe a side yeah. step right there. I need a little carny love. Here we go. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. Al, my apologies. I didn't know the words of Christopher Alexander could get you so fired up. Probably never do that again. A pattern. Just as an individual person dreams fantastic happenings to release the inner forces, which cannot be encompassed by ordinary events, so too a city needs its dreams. Under normal circumstances in today's world, the entertainments which are available are either healthy or harmless. Like going to the movies, watching TV, cycling, playing tennis, taking helicopter rides, going for walks, watching football, or maybe gardening for Lance. Or on the other hand, they are downright sick and socially destructive. Shooting heroin driving recklessly, group violence. But man has a great need for this mad subconscious process to come into play without unleashing them to such an extent that they become destructive. There is, in short, a need for socially sanctioned activities which are the social outward equivalents of dreaming. In primitive societies, This kind of process was provided by the rites, witch doctors, or shamans. In Western civilization, during the last three or four hundred years, the closest available source for this outward acknowledgement of underground life has been the circus, fairs, or carnivals. Today, on the whole, this kind of experience is gone. The circus and carnivals are drying up. But the need persists. Set aside some part of the town as a carnival. Pattern number 58. Carnival. A pattern language by Christopher Alexander. Toodles! Let's get wild, Nick. That's what I love. I'm sad I'm not going to Vegas with you. Lance will be there. A whole bunch of people. Uh, you guys are giving out free high fives I, I here for the AIA convention. That's what you're bringing. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there. Al will be there in spirit with us. That's yep. what he's saying. I'll be yeah. having a, a baby. I'll be doing most of the work. My wife will be cheering <laughs> me on, patting me on the back and walking out of the room. <laughs> you judge. <laughs> Go hard in the paint. That was, you know what? Go hard in the paint. That was one of the best Nick Reeds I've ever heard in my entire Nick Reeds life. Yeah. Amazing, Nick. So, yeah. Thank you for your service. Yep. Um, 
Well, with that, it, this is a uh, we got to cut this one a little bit shorter than usual. There's no airy jeopardy, so uh, I would like to let Al have his little <laughs> spiel about if he's done coffin. I'm uh, done. Yeah, you're done. Revit furniture. Anything? No, Revit rocket ship. Revit rocket ship. My bad. Learn Revit. Go to Revit rocket ship. Go hard to the paint on Revit. That's where you get it. Uh, if you don't like it, guaranteed, get your money back. No problem. Most people love it. So go ahead and do that. And you know what? I didn't say this last episode, but I, I'm saying it now. This is actually, this is technically the 102nd episode if you count uh, episode zero. So I just wanted to thank everybody for uh, listening to this podcast so far. I'm going to read you off some quick stats. It's pretty incredible. Uh, this is one of my most favorite things that that I do on planet Earth, and I know Alex it is too, mm-hmm. as well for him, because we spread uh, the entrepreneurial spirit, uh, love for capitalism, love for just doing your best, doing uh, kicking kicking butt of the fundamentals. We have some incredible stats. We have we have been downloaded over sixty two thousand times. Um, I did not see that one coming. We're still going strong. We're gaining all kinds of new fans. Um, people 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 send us really cool stuff all the time. We're doing new interviews. We're going to AIA. Uh, a fan stopped in today. A fan stopped in today. Literally tweeted at Mr. Al Gore. That's me. Here. On the internet, then called me. Then I gave him Al's number. So the, the door was unlocked. He just needed to twist it. <laughs> the door was unlocked. Okay, fair enough. You'll hear this. <laughs> You'll hear this. But uh, anyway, thank you so much. If you do appreciate this podcast, please leave us a five star review. Check that out on on the iTunes, and we will see you next week. <laughs>